Hello, brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs. And I'm so incredibly grateful for this opportunity to be a part of this production. Of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from the from our national communications team, from our student advisory committee, and of course, a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So to all of our returning listeners, welcome back. It's been a while, I think, since we've actually recorded one of these episodes. I just wanted to say thank you for your support. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We truly do appreciate you taking the time to stumble upon this thing called KK Psy Presents. Uh, this podcast is, of course, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psy, National Honorary Band Fraternity. You know, you know, we, we do these episodes not really to hear ourselves talk uh, and not really to talk about ourselves, but really to provide some insight, some helpful tips, suggestions, uh, and to really sh- diff- to showcase the different voices of our brotherhood and hopefully an entertaining fashion that will keep you coming back. So today's guests are joining us from various areas of the country, uh, more specifically uh, from the Midwest District and the Northeast District. Uh, And these brothers are currently serving as their uh, respective districts uh, member at large. And I'm very excited to hear what they have to share with us as we're coming to an end of the year. So without further delay, we'll go ahead and uh, pass it over to our guests for official introductions. Hi, everyone. I'm Dina Arafidge. I am from the Alpha Omega chapter at the University of Pittsburgh. I'm currently a senior at Pitt, and I'm double majoring in microbiology and history and philosophy of science with a minor in chemistry. And during my time in KKSI, I've served as the my chapter's fundraising chair for two years. And this year, I also serve as my chapter's president. And some other little facts about me, I play the trombone and actually give trombone lessons to um, K through eight students at a local school near me. Very cool. Well, I'll definitely have to share some of my trombone stories <laughs> for when I played um, for our so-called all-campus band. But again, we'll, we'll share that later. Uh, Grace, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, my name's Grace. Um, My home chapter is Epsilon Psi at Missouri State University. I study music education, K through 12 instrumental. Um, In my time um, with Kappa Kappa Psi, I have served as my chapter's media head last year, which was a lot of fun and kind of got me into the role and interest of um, the member at large position that I'm in now. Some personal facts about me. Um, I can say my ABCs backwards, which I always like to throw that out. (laughs) And I really like to um, read books and watch movies. Okay. So when you say uh, ABCs backward, you're really just talking about CBA, right? This three letters? Because if so, I can do also do that. But if it's the whole thing, I can. The whole alphabet. The whole alphabet. <laughs> okay. Well, you win. You win that one. Um, very cool. So we are so very excited to have you both today. Once again, thank you for taking the time to join us. I know that just for some backstory for the, for the rest of our listeners, we've been trying to get something scheduled, uh, but with how hectic everything's been with virtual rituals, with all these things going on, uh, we had to put a pause on some of the recording. So we're excited to be back. So of course, opening up the first question, which I think this may be the hardest question, and it could be a loaded question. Uh, how has your semester gone so far? Um, I'm smiling as you asked that question to me because it's kind of an ironic smile. Um, my, my life... This semester actually went relatively well. 
my significant other got into a new career path. I'm kind of exploring some different career paths myself. It was kind of an exciting time. My school semester was like a train wreck mm-hmm. <laughs> on full steam, but we made it through um, somehow, some way. I did experience quite a bit of burnout this semester, as I think a lot of other people did. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this semester was bittersweet, good and bad. Yeah. Well, appreciate you sharing that. And definitely, I think I think burnout is going to be a, a very consistent theme as we're probably talking through a lot of this. So, Dina, what about you? How has your semester been so far? I think I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, personally, I think this was like a, a pretty okay semester for me. I definitely did experience a lot of burnout, like academically and like and a lot, a lot of Zoom fatigue as well. But I was able to like start in a lab on campus I've been trying to get into for a while. And that was very exciting. Um, but like academically, it was probably one of my hardest semesters and kind of learning how to deal with everything all at once, along with like being chapter president, being member at large, um, pit band, adjusting to the virtual life. It was a lot to deal with all at once. Mm-hmm. But I think I think at the end of the day, it turned out the best that it could. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that I honestly am. I am reminded of every day and I will have to fully admit that when as I'm watching our students adjust to everything you all give me a lot of hope and a lot of uh, just a lot of I guess hope is the best word but also just to 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 help me move through my burnout and a lot of my roadblocks I look at our students like wow they're really adjusting to things like they're adjusting, they're being creative, they're finding ways to continue to, to do things, especially district officers, you all trying to adjust, making sure that your, your chapters are well prepared or, you know, they have the right resources, they have the programming. So just wanted to say kudos to all of you for this tough, tough time. And I don't know if anyone has fully adjusted yet, but it's just one of those things where it's like, how was normal life? Like, I don't remember. I'm starting to start the fade away. It's like, how was life back then? Um, so as we were reflecting back uh, before COVID and let's way, way before COVID, I wanted to hear a little bit more about how you got started in KKSI. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit of that uh, background story. Um, so when um, KKSI rolled around in my life. I was a freshman in college marching band and I had made some friends with some upperclassmen. Um, one that's now my husband, which was cool. Thanks Kappa. But, um, uh, I got involved with them and I became friends with them and they kept talking about Kappa. And honestly, the biggest reason why I got involved was it was really unusual considering my normal course of life for me not to be involved with any sort of group affiliated with the band. That just kind of was my general sort of behavior in life, I guess. But when I saw all these people I become friends with that were also in it, I was like, I definitely want to roll with them. I want to see what this is all about because I really like these people. So if they're into it, I'm into it. Let's give it a try. And, um, and it ended up being a perfect fit for me. And I found my little my little group in college and my home away from home. And, um, but yeah, people is how I got involved in Kappa. I love that. I love that. You know, what about you? How did you get started with KPSI? Yeah. So fun fact that I kind of like to share, I initially did not want to join any Greek life whatsoever. I was like, this is not for me. It seems cool, but not for me. Mm -hmm. But after like 
my first two months in the pit band, I saw so many of the people that I looked up to personally, like my section leader, she was the president at that time. And I just like looked up to her so much. And I was like, wow, I just, I want to like work my way up to be kind of like her. She was like such a role model for me as a freshman. Mm -hmm. And I was like kind of on the fence about coming out to recruitment in the spring of my freshman year. But a good friend of mine, probably one of my good friends, still um joe he pushed me to go out to recruitment and just like saying like dina you're gonna love this so much you gotta come out you gotta come out the brother's gonna love you and i was like so nervous like going to my first recruitment event i was like i don't know any of these people because the chapter was about like 30 40 people at the time it was so many people that i didn't know and i was so intimidated but everyone just made me feel so welcome and eventually i got my bid i was like wow this is like little did i know that was like one of the life-changing moments for me yeah i appreciate what you both sharing and i'm a little bit surprised not to hear anything about free food because i feel like that's been pretty much a consistent theme as i talk to others but i think like having people that you look up to people who uh, inspire you people who kind of change your perspective about college and about greek organizations like those are the individuals that uh, we want to at least model model ourselves after. And I think, I mean, even to this day, those people who played such an inspiration in, in my experience with KKSI, uh, my freshman year, my sophomore year of, of college, I mean, still to this day, I think back of like how powerful those moments were and like how just kind of like innocent and like, and, and how, eye-opening some of those experiences were because as I think back now, like, you know, as we're, as we're getting older in, in the organization, we're like, oh, there's this trouble. And sometimes we're like, oh, why do I do this? Why do I keep putting my time in, into KKSI? And I think sometimes it's great to look back and see like, why did I join this organization? Like, who were the people that inspired me? How would have they handled this situation? So uh, I'm glad to, uh, to hear about both of your experiences. Um, but I did also want to ask when, when you're looking at KKSI um, and your experience so far, what has been your favorite thing, memory or aspect about the fraternity? Definitely the travel. Like the, my favorite memories have always been traveling. Um, I, the one memory that stands out in my mind, we were driving to the district convention in Amherst. I think it was in, 2019 mm -hmm. and I just had so much fun with all my brothers and then getting there and like seeing so many other chapters how they operate meeting so many other brothers and then being able to bring all that information back to my chapter was just really really neat and I think just on like a chapter level definitely seeing so many different people some from so many walks of life just all coming together to do one thing that we all love and just like serve the band and help it thrive yeah I think you, you touched on something important as well, because I forget where I know uh, we were discussing this at some point with some group, but one of the things that we're like, you know, what is one of the aspects that students are missing? It's that chapter bonding, the, the, the experience, the, opportunity for chapter members to bond while traveling because like you and band you in class you in chapter like you kind of you're a little bit different but like when you're traveling and there's really no obligation you're like you know like the fact that you, you sit you're all sitting in a car or wherever traveling somewhere and you, you put on disney you put on like show tunes and people start belting people start just like, you know, letting loose or the stories you hear the, you know, of like, Oh, so-and-so got left at the gas station by accident this one year, you know, all these fun stories that you don't, we don't really get to experience now. So I think travel is something that we are all very excited for. Um, Grace, what about you? What's been your favorite aspect so far? 
there I mean there's like two things that go back and forth in my mind and one of them is the the traveling with my brothers um Mm -hmm. because when I first joined the fraternity it was whenever the Midwest District had um the Boulder Colorado District Convention and that was the first convention I'd ever gone to. And it was so cool to get to travel with my brothers in like a tiny itty bitty car packed shoulder to shoulder and um, like get to see the mountains in Colorado for the first time um, while being on business with something I was passionate about and really liked. It was a great like first experience. Um, but on like the logistical side of things, my probably my favorite thing about the fraternity is our leadership development that we have. And like, when I went to college, I thought pretty much the only leadership um, I was going to get to get to put on my resume or experience I was going to get was to be a section leader. And, and I, I have been a section leader, but I have gotten a lot more leadership opportunities within the fraternity. And that's super cool because there's so many different tiers to it between committee heads and then officers and then chapter officers and then district officers and all the way up to the national level. It's just so cool that throughout your lifetime, you can keep developing your leadership in this organization. And um, sometimes organizations don't have those starting level positions that you can work into and then go up from there, get comfortable with. So I think it's super cool that that's something I got to experience. And that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate you bringing that up as well, just because as I'm mean, something that I, I myself find that on a day to day being very passionate about and a, a huge advocate of is opportunities for people to lead, to fail, to learn. And KKSI, I believe, for the most part, is a safe place for us to do all those things, for us to fail, for us to learn. You know what? <laughs> I'm not really I'm not so good at that or I don't really enjoy this part of this. Um, you know, people who think about either becoming a VPM or, or like a president saying, Oh, that looks so cool. Let me try it. And they're like, mm, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't my cup of tea. Uh, but in general, as, as we start to look into, as I'm sure you both are looking into the real world and, and what you want to do with life, uh, people spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on an annual basis to pay for this professional leadership development. And the fact that, we as an organization are able to provide that and hopefully through the founder circle in a more concrete and um, structured way, this is something that is very powerful and, and, and a unique opportunity. And like you said, I think because the way that our organization is, we are able to find opportunities within our organization, either from the local district or national level to serve. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure at some point the VPSA position was not a position or even looking at some of the positions like, you know, we look at the NED. You all just recently changed your leadership positions um, into restructuring into uh, VPM and VPP, right? So, uh, you know, it, it, I think both are, are Great examples that I think as people are listening, I hope that they are also reflecting on their past travel experiences. I definitely remember the first district convention I went to and seeing the actual like business being taken place like, oh, this is serious. Like this is this is some real stuff or just like my, my first leadership opportunity on the chapter level and learning like how to like I was like, oh, I was like, OK, this is all right. Uh, maybe I wasn't as uh, prepared as I thought I was. So uh, great experiences. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you, you both uh, touched on those. Uh, so now just kind of taking a look at your experience as a whole. I wanted to ask more about 
how KKSI has helped shape you to the person you are today. And if you wouldn't mind, maybe like mention like your, the biggest change or how, how you've seen yourself grow. So I, I don't know. I always talk about leadership. That's like leadership development. It's so huge in my book and Cap Capacide definitely helped shape my leadership development, which in a sense was super important in my life because the leadership roles I was in um, directly correlated with my friends and with people my age. And it's super important to have an identity and a plan with your leadership when you're, when you're in a role with people that you care so much about mm -hmm. as well. And it was so different coming from like a committee head position who was like super passionate about Kappa gave all their time to Kappa and then like going to a district officer position and having such a larger scope mm -hmm. of operations within the district. And it's my biggest change I went through was kind of expecting everybody to like be an outstanding brother and like above and beyond and hitting all the marks. And that's just what I expected in order to be a good brother before. Mm -hmm. And then like now I could not believe any less. Like, it's such a mix of people and everybody's here for different reasons. And all of those reasons are valid, even if it's not the reason I'm here. And like having that realization has made me be able to work with more people in a much more open-minded and productive way. Um, and that kind of has changed my life because of that. And that reflects in my personal life as well now, because that's such a characteristic I've been carrying. Yeah. Um, so like, I talk about leadership all the time, but that's, it really did help me identify like how I fit into group settings and things like that, which was really nice. Yeah. I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, I think in general, that is very powerful because in a way it, it helps us understand that excellence, being outstanding, success, have different definitions for different people. And with the creative people that we all are, the artists that we all are, I mean, it's to me, it's even more colorful of, how, of what those definitions may look like. So uh, I, think, I think that that's very awesome that you were able to identify that and are able to uh, at least have that interwoven into your life. So congratulations on that. Dina, what about you? I always, I'm always like thinking about like how KKSI has like changed me as like a person and just my trajectory in life, I guess because I came into college with a completely different game plan for my life. Like my, my five-year plan just like completely changed after my first year. I decided I didn't like where I was in like my academic career. I disliked my major so much and I don't think I would have been able to like take it into my own hands to change my path in life mm -hmm. had it not been for the support of my brothers in my chapter. Mm -hmm. um, they really did provide me with a, an amazing support system for me, just like changing paths in my life. And that's just like, that's just on a personal level. Um, Grace, you were talking about like leadership, leadership development. And I really do think KK has helped me grow as a leader. I think it's made me a more empathetic leader to other people and how they perceive leadership from above having been um, on the other end of like other people's like leadership styles um, and then seeing how other brothers kind of led within their sections and within the fraternity, it kind of helped me realize like there's not 
one set definition of like leadership style. You need to take into account who you're leading, their background, their motivation, and just kind of like do the best that you can kind of put it all into one and then see what works really. And then kind of figuring out like, how can you go about uh, your leadership style, but also taking into account like other people's needs, like what they need from you as a leader. Cause as a leader, you're not there for you. You're, you're there for the other people. You're there to help lead other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It both, both very, very powerful examples of, of how, the fraternity has helped you grow as individuals because again, these are themes that I, I hear from others as well. And as you were both talking, it just it reminds me of as we're going through this organization, we learn about the human, like we, we learn that about others as we learn to see others as human beings, and we learn to see others as like their their unique selves, and. I mean, that is just so incredibly awesome because I mean, so I think so often we see organizations, I mean, like band itself, band teaches us in a way to be uniform, to look the same, to no one to really, to no one to stand out. And that there, there's, there are moments for that and there's a magic in that. But then in KK Shy and then in the rest of our lives, there are moments where we get to learn to see each other as individuals to learn about what, you know, why are you in this organization? What are your passions? Um, what are your leadership styles? What are your needs? And being able to see that, being able to recognize that and respect that, I mean, that is very powerful. And because I mean, what I'll say right now is like, at least in the real world, there are many so-called leaders and managers. And I'm here in DC, so I'm like kind of subtweeting a lot of people at this point who don't see that, who don't understand, don't see people as people, don't see people as humans. So the fact that we have college students who see this makes me very hopeful for the future of our country, the future of our band programs and whatever fields you both go into. I mean, just powerful, powerful, uh, powerful examples of how KKSI is impacting your life. So, again, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, so now looking at your positions, um, I know each district may have a, a different definition of what a mal is if you wouldn't mind this is i'm just going to add this question in what 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 is it that you do in your district as mal anybody can start <laughs> i'll hop in there um i think actually in our when i ran for office in the officer packet i think it literally says that the member at large is the social glue <laughs> of the district um and so that's kind of how i've always viewed it just okay. keeping people connected keeping people updated doing fun programming, you know, all the fun stuff. It's like you get to do all the, all the, all the, all the fun things. That's, that's what I've always done. Social glue. I like that. Yeah. And I think for the NED, um, with the, with the new addition um, for VPP, I think there's been like a new balance we've been trying to find because Ike likes to plan like programs for the district. But like, for me, I've always understood the member at large position to be, like kind of like the social glue, like Grace is saying. Um, Cause when I was reading our district constitution, it was like chapter to chapter communication, forming that bond between chapters. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I took it. I, I guess it's been like up to each mouth's discretion about how they interpret chapter to chapter communication. Mm-hmm. And like I also manage our, our social medias too. Mm-hmm. So that's just, 
I know a lot of other districts, they have like a webmaster for that specifically, but that's just kind of like how the NED yeah. handles our, our stuff with that. Yeah, I appreciate that. So with, with that in mind, um, as you're looking forward to this next semester and, and finishing off your term, I wanted to know if you could only accomplish one goal, and that being your number one goal, what would that be? And what would you, what would you like to achieve uh, by the end of next semester or the end of your term, I should say? Um, so when, when I ran for office and got office, <laughs> this was like way back <laughs> beginning of COVID <laughs> or mid mid beginning COVID. I was thinking that it was not going to last as long as it did. And, um, I wanted to travel. Like we talk about in our district all the time, you would be the coolest Mal if you made it to all of the districts. And I was like, I'm doing it. I will be the coolest Mal. And so I like made travel cards with every like chapter's name, their location, how many miles they were away from me, decorated them all cute, like a little scrapbook. Uh And then COVID kept happening and we weren't allowed to travel. Yeah. Never gotten to use those cards. And so I have talked with like um, our district council about doing virtual visits. Um, I really don't love the idea of it just because like Dina was saying earlier, um, Zoom fatigue, like they're just not as interpersonal as in-person visits. And I hate that. So probably my number one goal, like it's super vague when I put it like in large terms, but just finding a way to meaningfully connect with people in our district. Cause right now I don't even really know everybody in our district or what's really going on with chapters. Cause yeah. we just can't be there. And so without burning them out on zoom, trying to find some good way to have meaningful connection, that's fun and engaging and, yeah. and leaves us all feeling like we've connected with one another. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. Do you know what about you? I just want to touch on something that Grace kind of said before with like meeting different chapters in the district. Um, I'm not sure if your district does this, but the NED kind of, we do one-on-ones with each um, chapter in our district. So like we divide up the chapters amongst all of our district officers and we just kind of meet, even if it's like either like just their president, just their e-board or like the whole chapter if they want, just kind of like get to know each chapter and we tried to do this at like the beginning of the semester before all the, all the zoom fatigue kicked in. Um, but I, I really did think that that's a, like those meetings really helped us to get to know the chapters and kind of like make what makes them tech and kind of what they might be struggling with in the semester and what they would need from the district council. And that kind of like brings me into like my next, like my next thing. Um, my main goal for this year was to help, make a more cohesive line of communication between the district officers and the governors and our chapters. Cause we have a lot of chapters in the NAD and I feel like there's always been this disconnect between like the brothers and the EBER members in the chapters and the higher ups. Cause I, as a brother, I had like not heard much when I was just do, doing my thing as um, like a normal brother. And then I became the president and I was like, I still don't really know what's going on. And then I became member at large. And then I, this whole scope just opened up for me. And I was like, I, there really needs to be more communication. So I helped make like a Slack channel for all of the um, e-board members or most of the e-board members in the chapters in our district. 
So that way they could like ask questions. Um, our VPM could get out any information they needed to. And just to kind of like make everything all in one place. So I, that was like one of my main goals for the year. And I think it's, I think our Slack channel is like going pretty okay so far. I hope we haven't left anyone out. <laughs> it's been a while since we started it. So I'm muted. Well, I know I, I appreciate that. <laughs> now everybody knows. Um, I just, I hope, I hope that any district, <laughs> any chapter that uses Slack is less chaotic than the SAC Slack, I think is what people call it, which makes me so very uncomfortable. Um, but I, I was told that's what it's been named. So we'll just go with that. But no, I, I appreciate that. It's just because I think in general, a lot of times, uh, I mean, this, this whole connection piece is, it's, it's, it's a major factor into why we join the fraternity, why we stay in the fraternity, why we put up with all the, the nonsense of the fraternity. So like to, to have, to know that there is a position in these districts that is the so-called social glue is reaffirming. And, and it's nice to hear because it's like, you know, someone is out there who is dedicated to that aspect of our, our organization. And when you think of connection, you think of brotherhood, it's something that people are like, yeah, that's awesome. But also it's the time it's, it's the, the, one of the pillars that people are like, well, it seems easy. So we just won't really talk much about it. It just happens when it happens. So again, just to have, to have a position in the mail that serves as that bridge and that uh, liaison, uh, it, it really it is reaffirming to know that there's structure to that. There's, there's somebody who is a driving force behind those connections. Um, okay, so this next part, uh, I, I've been asking a lot of our district officers Ran, literally random questions as they pop into my hand. There's just like fun questions. Um, and I am going to challenge you just to the first thing that comes to mind and we can go in whatever order and it's just going to be rapid fire. Okay. So I'll start off with uh, some, some easy ones and it might just be bad. It's best for both of you to unmute and just go. Uh, so what is your favorite color? Yellow. Blue, Blue and yellow. Okay. What is your least favorite color? Brown. Brown, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what is your favorite snack? Oatmeal cream pies from Little Debbie. Ooh. Whales. <laughs> what was that, Grace? Whales, the cheese crackers. Uh -huh. Those are so good. They're so much better than goldfish. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what is your favorite movie or show, if you have one? Uh, I watch, it's my favorite movie now, it's A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Mr. Rogers movie that came out. Oh, that's a good one. I don't, this sounds really hard for me because I feel like every couple months I kind of like switch between movies. Yeah. I know like as a franchise, Marvel has always been my favorite, but okay. recently my friend kind of shamed me into finally getting around to watching all the Star Wars movies. Ah. So I have I have one left, and right now it's like it's kind of up there with Marvel. So like I can't name one, but I guess like as a franchise, okay. Marvel and Star Wars is like leaning in on it. Okay. Show two. Hmm. Did Bong say show two? Shows two, or just um, movie? Movies or shows? Whatever ones you want to answer. Oh, I'm a big fan of Glee too. I thought I would just throw that out there if we're okay. talking about shows as well. Solid. Solid. Oh God. Um, hmm. 
I think Stranger Things is probably like one of my favorite Netflix shows. Like yeah. it's just something I can rewatch over and over and over again. Yeah. Oh no, wait, I take it back. The Umbrella Academy. I I love that show so much. Uh, yes, retweet. Um, okay, so I now have completely lost all the questions in my head, but they will come back to me. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, hearing someone chew. Ah, so you're like the ASMR kind of stuff. You don't like that? No, it makes me just want to throw up when I hear it. <laughs> I feel you on that. I have too many to name. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of pet peeves. Um, I think that pops your head. either like the chewing or when someone leaves the light on, that really bothers me. <laughs> when someone just leaves a light on in a room that they're not in, I'm like, what's the point? What's the reason? Why is it on? Oh, this is a super specific pet peeve. But my sister is actually my parents' neighbors and our front door is kind of hard to shut sometimes. And my siblings leave that door like mildly open all the time. And I, it just has become such a pet peeve of mine. Cause I'm like, am I the only person that knows how to shut the door around here? Like it's just almost shut, but not all the way. Yeah. You know that I, I, I have many moments. I have two younger brothers and both of them do not like to close the cupboards. Like they'll just like pull out a bowl or a plate and they just leave it open. And that's like, does that look crazy right it's like does that look okay to you like this this is this how the world works in your life like no (laughs) okay so now i'm glad we we got that cleared um what if you there was some sort of animal mythical real whatever that would serve as your spirit animal what would that creature be a lion okay i love that a spiritual animal or a, a mythical animal. Um, hmm. I don't have a mythical animal. No, wait, I do. A centaur. 100% a centaur. Oh. I just think they're really neat. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, if you could pick one activity to do in your ideal day, what would that activity be? Watch TV all day. I love that. <laughs> crocheting I got in I got really into crocheting since uh quarantine and COVID started but yeah. I just I always get too sidetracked with all my other activities I just never get the chance to do it but like ideally I would just like sit down and just like watch TV and just like crochet all day yeah fun stuff um okay uh my next question is 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 oh I had it in my mind what what, what was it oh so looking at wind instruments, band instruments, if you could get rid of one instrument for good, what would that instrument be? Okay, Dina's gonna come for me, but trombone. I can't stand trombone. <laughs> oh, you're so right. It's okay. It's like, it's not even like a bad instrument. Just I've noticed every recital I go to, if it's a trombone recital, I just don't pay attention. Like I <laughs> notice it's just not the instrument I go to. No, it's okay. It's, that's valid. I'm only a little hurt. <laughs> um, oh my God, my friends are going to come for me. I, I think trumpet. I think the range is a little unnecessary. I know they're like a staple in marching bands, but yeah, I think just the high range is really unnecessary. You can get the same and if not better sound out of like a mellophone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next question here is if you got like all paid expense trip to travel anywhere, just to to, like to hunker down for the rest of COVID, where would you go? 
Okay, I'm a big beach person. Like, I love the ocean. Uh So I'm thinking, like, one of those, like, huts in the Maldives that's, like, out in the water, like, away from everybody else. And you have, like, your own private suite. That'd be awesome, especially if Netflix was there as well. I was going to say, you need a TV. (laughs) Initially, I was going to say um, Bermuda, just because I was there last year it was so beautiful but now that i'm thinking about it i kind of want to just be in like in a cabin in the woods in like maine or montana or something yeah okay so with bermuda triangle did you get lost in its beauty no i was worried about that because we took a we took a cruise there and i was like oh are we gonna like pass through the bermuda (laughs) triangle is this something you need to worry about this is not something a normal person worries about if their cruise is gonna (laughs) run through the bermuda triangle yeah but I was like in first grade no okay first grade's way too early when I was like in third or fourth grade I went through like a Bermuda Triangle obsession phase and we only had like three books on it in my library and I would just like recheck them all out like I don't know I thought I was gonna solve the Bermuda Triangle when I was like in third grade, so you may still I mean there's so much time left. you may still be able to solve everything I love oh. like niche interests like that because I got I was really into conspiracy theories for like a hot minute oh oh. we'll have to hear about this um at some point so my my last fun question I mean all my questions are fun uh but let's say we can travel again and you're all you are driving in a car you are driving to a district convention and let your imagination roam at this point. Like there could be brothers in the car. There could be not, I don't know. But all of a sudden as you're driving, a spider comes down. What do you do? I scream. I throw off the road and I scream. <laughs> I like that is a hundred percent. Not for me. Okay. I would scream. And my brothers would probably grab the wheel and steer me back onto the road. Okay. Okay. So I actually am so terrified of spiders and but this happened to me one time so I can tell you exactly what I'll do um I was driving and there was like a jumping spider on my steering wheel and I was like oh no (laughs) but I actually do really well in like panicking situations Uh and it like I just kind of pulled over on the side of the road and I started to get out of the car but I guess I spooked it and it actually jumped onto like where your speedometer is and then like disappeared into the interior of my car i've never seen it again oh no um but i i i'm pretty sure if i remember i cried it was a few years ago but that that reminds me of a story of we were driving it was the last time we traveled in 2020 we're driving from pittsburgh to westchester for central precincts and it it doesn't have to do with spiders, but just having like unpleasant driving experiences. It started to sleet and hail and just awful road conditions right as I got out of Pittsburgh and my wipers were just like going so fast and I had run out of wiper fluid. So we were going like 20 miles per hour on the PA turnpike and my little was in the front seat next to me and they were like screaming like, Dina, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm just going to keep driving till I see a rest stop. But I don't think I could have been like as cool as you were. I could not have done that. I was panicking on the inside, but on the outside, I was, I was holding it in. Calm, cool, and collected. Um, Honestly, I think those are both great answers. Um, Genuinely think I would light the car on fire. Like, (laughs) I don't know how else 
to handle a situation like that except to just to like rid it of, of the world and just be gone. Like, there's no evidence, there's no car, no spider, everything's gone. If so, insurance would cover it, I would probably light it on fire. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. So uh, my, my last question for you all, uh, just to wrap up this interview, is so we're looking towards next semester. Um, and I, I did want to take a moment to say that I do appreciate your time and willingness to answer all these questions. I know some of them are silly. Some of them are just like, wow, these are so generic and vague. But again, you, I think you both gave great examples that I hope our uh, listeners can take some note on and can take some time to reflect on um, their responses as well. So, so my last question is, what piece of advice do you have for those who are maybe interested or curious about running for district office and they want to, they want to serve at that higher level? What piece of advice do you have for them? Um, I would just tell them to just be fearless in it because um, I never thought I would ever be a district officer. That was not something that was like even on my mind. I think it was like two weeks before your packets were due. And I was like, I'm going to do this <laughs> and I'm terrified. And I was scared the whole entire process. And I seriously never thought in a million years I would have gotten the position on top of it. Um, but I'm super thankful I did. And I would just say like, be fearless. If you're interested in doing it, just give it a try because I thought it was going to like kill me that I'd never been a chapter officer and I didn't have a lot of leadership experience, but it didn't, you know, like I was still able to get into this position and it's been really fun. And there's been times where I told my counsel, like, I have no idea. This is a total responsibility of mine. I have no idea how to handle it because I've never even been close to anybody handling it. And they've been super cool about working through it with me and helping me with it. And I, I would just say like, it's not as scary as you think it is. Just be honest with yourself and give it a try. And, and I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Appreciate that. Thank you, Dina. What about you? Yeah, I just, I just gotta say, just go for it. Honestly, if you're thinking about it at all, reach out to someone in that position or someone who served in that position before, or just any older brother in your chapter or someone who's graduated, just ask questions, get to know the position better. And if you don't think that you can do it, you can probably do it. You can learn while you're on the job. It's so rewarding. And I just want to encourage everyone that who can do, who can run for a position to do it, especially if a position was left vacant. Like in my case, um, we didn't have um, a Mal after our district convention. And I was kind of toying with the idea. And my friend who actually convinced me to come out to Kappa recruitment, he was like, Dina, do you just go for it? I was like, sure, why not? I didn't think I was going to get it, not in a million years. And I'm so, so grateful for it. I'm so glad that I did it. So if you're thinking about it, just go for it. Just do it. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I, I think, you know, it, it is scary to think about, especially if you, it's not something that you've really ever considered, or maybe there's not someone directly that you can really leverage to see what that experience is like. So my piece of advice for anybody out there who may, who think that, who thinks that somebody in their chapter and their friend group could be a good district officer Maybe tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, have you thought about this? Hey, have you looked into this? Um, and of course, all of our district officers, I think, are very friendly people who are willing to answer your questions and uh, maybe 
talk you through what their position is like and what the process is like. So with that being said, I know that some districts, if not all districts, are preparing some sort of programming to help people look into running for district office. I know at least for myself, uh, we have a VPSA chat coming up somewhere in the between the 10th and the 16th of January, where we're doing, we have a panel of past district officers who will be talking through how to best prepare yourself to run for district office. Um, and alongside that, there's just a couple of things I wanted to mention as well. Uh, if you're looking for a great way to, to serve a fraternity, we have a call for district or for uh Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force. The deadline for that is now January 7th, 2021. So if you're interested in at least learning more about this DEI task force, what it's about, how you can serve, please feel free to reach out to your district governors, your district officers, or even myself, because that's another great opportunity. And then for our alum brothers out there listening, if you're looking for a way to serve, we also have a call for nominations for national officers and for board of trustees. We have three open seats to fill for this upcoming biennium. And applications and packets are due to the nominations committee by January 15th, 2021. So a lot of dates, uh, please rewind if you need those dates, but also they're on our social media. So uh, Dina and Grace, just thank you so much today. I know it's the end of the day. <laughs> We're on another Zoom call. Not really, it's not, not the thing that we want to do, um, but just I wanted to say on behalf of the fraternity of the National Council, uh, we truly do appreciate and admire all that you're doing to continue to promote musicianship, leadership, and service, even through a pandemic, even through just a lot of virtual sessions like this. Uh, and of course, a huge thanks to all of our listeners for joining today. If you like this episode, then please share and suggest our podcast series to another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, again, we don't, we don't do this to hear ourselves talk. We do this to share insight that is meaningful for you. But the thing is, we need help finding topics to cover and brothers to join me as guests on this show. So if you have suggestions, please reach out to me at bonco at kksi.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at K-K-P-S-I.O-R-G. By the time this airs, we'll probably be after Christmas, after um, some of the holiday period. So just wanted to wish you, your loved ones, happy, safe uh, and blessed holiday season and happy new year to each and every one of our brothers out there. Um, and as always, my name is Bonco, your host. I wish you all much love and AEA.